0: of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. It fills my heart with joy to bring Donna to you for this episode of Meet Me in the Field. Donna is one of those strange people whom, whom I don't really know, Yet I've heard of her so often in so many places from so many people, that I find it strange that we don't actually know each other. I think we met for the first time last year at the recovery festival. Donna is not only so far on a 22 year recovery journey of her own, but she's also a counsellor, both consulting and in her own practice, while she lectures at both Saycab and UCT in addiction related fields. To give her life more balance, she's also a mother, a wife, and she hikes often. I'm really happy that we managed to bring this interview to you because not only did I have technical difficulties before the chat, but I also made a huge boo with the recording. And was it not for my computer science professor husband, Jaku, who could figure out how to fix what I broke, we would not have been able to meet Dana in the field today. I am extremely grateful for that. This podcast is supported by the First Layer, the 12-step workbook, on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24 day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddie.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life and Non, a 12 step guide to life for non addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 Rand without postage. Order from me in my shop, which is www.freddyshop.co.ca. This is Donna's story. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Good morning, Donna. (laughs) How are you doing this morning?
1: (laughs) I'm good, thanks, Freddie. How are you doing?
0: I'm actually quite cool. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining me on Meet Me in the Field and for doing it nine o'clock on a Monday morning. For me, for me, this is bloody early. I don't know about you. but, but <laughs>
1: No, for me, this is, I'm already halfway through my day. Oh
0: my word. No, 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 no. <laughs> even, even though I wake up very early, I wake up at six in the mornings, but I yeah. so, I so lounge into the day. It is recovery readings and I always read something personal growth wise as well in the mornings. And I read the news and, I catch up on I've confirmed all my appointments, and I just I just chill into the day. So I try not to see clients people, clients at nine o'clock because I just don't feel, <laughs> feel alert enough to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but you so
1: usually, at, usually, I teach and I start teaching at 8: 30 on a Monday morning. Oh but worries. the semester is finished, it finished last okay. week. So okay. that's why I've got this time free. And um, I was up and ready, feeling like, what's going on? <laughs> I mean? know, I'm ready to do whatever.
0: It's late day. <laughs> okay, so now you're confusing me because I thought you are a counsellor at a treatment centre. So I am a counsellor at a treatment centre. Ah, okay.
1: But I only work there three days a week. So okay. I work Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. I, okay. I, I just work... I'm a consultant, actually, what they were doing oh, okay. as a consultant. And then I also teach, a lecture at South African College of Applied Psychology. Oh, wow. So I lecture a couple of subjects there. Awesome. And, and then I have a private practice.
0: Wow. So you're a three-job girl. You should have been America.
1: <laughs> That's it. It's, uh, my addiction went from from
0: <laughs> drugs uh, drugs to work. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And oh. which subjects do you teach at Sega?
1: So I teach uh, Fundamentals of a Helping Relationship, um, Introduction to Psychology B, and
0: Addictions. Okay. Oh, psychology. I hated psychology at at university. I went to Boston to become a psychologist. And I just hated it. I just hated psychology. It was too theoretical. So I hope (laughs) hope modern psychology is, is less theoretical than it was in those days
1: well the the great thing about the way I teach is that it's very interactive okay. and it's a very applied. So we do a lot of applied stuff and role playing and things okay. like that, which is great. Awesome. You know, and it gives yeah. then it gives the students almost like a taste of what it's going to be like to be in the field.
0: Okay, okay, cool, there you go in the field. So there we go. she's just logged on and she talks the language already. Good, I <laughs> like that. <laughs> There was something else? Oh, what I wanted to say, but also what I studied at, at Rao, which was which is now yeah. you, Jane. And yeah. my biggest problem was the psychology department. I, I, I expected a, a warm interactive environment, and it was it was everything but that. It was yeah. extremely unwelcoming, it was extremely distant. So I, I, I never felt I could connect with any of my lectures. For instance, I really struggled with psychological theory, but I would never have felt the right or the confidence to even ask for help because right, the, the right. environment was just not. Yes, it, it, it was not conducive. Yeah. So, so I don't
1: know what I don't know what it's like at like UCT now. I I do I am a guest lecturer at UCT, so I'm if year i well. go in. <laughs> There I will go in and I will do like a week on um, addiction theory and stuff okay. like that. But um, so I don't know what it's like at UCT. I know that the faculty is huge and they are like 500 students. Good so I suppose it's difficult yeah. for, the, for the lecturer to have a personal interaction with the student. Yeah. Whereas at SACAP, um, we have maximum of 25 people in the class I know everybody by name. They know me. Awesome. We have a WhatsApp group. We um, connect during the week. It's it's very interactive and awesome. it's very personal. Yeah. So we we really take personal interest in every single one of our students. Yeah. that feels And right. then it makes it easier for the student to come and ask and yeah. approach you for, for whatever issues they're having.
0: Oh, cool. I think I wrote a, when a girl applied to do her first year this year with you guys, I wrote a reference letter for her. Yes. And she got accepted. Yes. So I'm very, very happy. I was so happy for her. So, so, so that, that's awesome. So, fantastic. Well, oh, you Cape Townian? No, I'm, Jah-
1: I'm from Johannesburg. Can't you hear my accent? I'm, <laughs> I speak Joe Burger. My children told me I speak
0: Joe Burger. <laughs> well, I'm Afrikaans. I know nothing about accents. So, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I still talk ma and pa because I'm Afrikaans okay. and hack instead of heck, in ak instead of ik. <laughs> So, but I find myself every now and then, after many years in Cape Town, I find myself occasionally doing the KP Eck or the, what the hell was that? Who, who, who's speaking? <laughs> so when in <when, laughs> Joba did you grow up?
1: Um, I grew up in Bramley, in Johannesburg, in Sandton, and okay. um, I went to school there and I lived there for my, until I was about 30, okay. or 30 in my early 30s. And then we moved down to Cape Town. Okay. My husband's work required him to move down to Cape Town. We were very happy. My children were quite young at the time. Awesome. So we've been here actually 23 years. We've been here. So my daughter was two and my son was, well, he's 29. So I don't know. Okay. Work it so yeah. He, yeah. So, so we moved down from Johannesburg to Cape Town. Um, and I'm really thrilled that we did because I think that I gave my children a wonderful upbringing and excellent education in Cape awesome. Town, yeah. and and it was it was the kind of upbringing that I wanted for my children. Very Thank close, best. that we we were right by the beach. We could go on the mountain, um, lots of outdoor exercise as opposed to indoor stuff with uh, TVs and games and stuff like that. So. Um, and the school was close by. The school was about 10 minutes away from my house. So awesome. everything was very close, and, um, and I love Cape Town. In yeah. fact, um, every day when I drive to work, I think I'm very, very grateful to live in such a beautiful place.
0: Me as yeah. well, and now I'm on my way out. So Are you? Where are you going? Um, well, Donna, hopefully... <laughs> I was, we were supposed to be there in August already to California. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. My husband is a professing, was a comp- professor prof- in computer science at Stellenbosch. And, wow. he, and he got a job with Amazon in Cupertino, in the heart of Silicon Valley. Amazing. And he got that in June. And we were supposed to be there in August. And look where we are. So, um, yeah. as, as you would say, we're actually moving house on Wednesday for the second time in a month. Because we sold our house, and thinking that mm. we'll be in a miracle, really, and end up homeless, and then homeless.
1: <laughs> so it can be, and and you have no idea when you'll be able to go.
0: We're still waiting for the visas to come through,
1: and even oh, wow. even if the
0: visa approval comes through, we yes. we are waiting. Then the consulates in South Africa aren't open yet, so we can't get the visa in the passport to actually travel. Mm. So we have no, no idea when, when that will happen.
1: And, and they're going to hold his job for him?
0: In the meantime, they employed him at Amazon South Africa. So he's working for them already, and, but he's working with the American team, which is interesting okay. because he kind of does a bit of work in the morning in his own time, and then yeah. he, he takes a long nap, and then he starts working around 2 or 3 in the afternoon, and then he can connect with the American team. And then, he works and then he'll about, work right through the night? Uh, until about 12. Yeah. 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 So it, it's weird. So I think he, he would love to to get there so that he can have a normal life. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Well, me as well, because it, it's a very weird in limbo feeling. It's kind of, you, you, you can't commit to anything really, because you don't know whether, yes. whether you're going to be here or not. Yeah.
1: Everything's so unknown.
0: Yeah. Totally so. And, I, and, I and what are
1: you going to do there?
0: We actually don't know whether I'm allowed to work. Okay. So, the idea is that I might still see my South African clients. Right. Because if I see them early morning, it will be late afternoon for them. So, it's just something to keep it busy because I can't see myself working down.
1: I'll go crazy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, growing up in Johannesburg, yes. if, if I may ask you the very personal question, how old are you? I'm 54. Okay, so we are exactly they're from the same stable also awesome. okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm heading for 54 so okay. so we grew up at the same time so you grew up north and I grew up poor so you grew up privileged and I grew up poor so how was it growing <laughs> up privileged in the, <laughs> in the in the 70s did you, grow up, did you grow up with religion
1: so I grew up I'm Jewish oh cool and I, and I went to a Jewish day school okay um we weren't religious but we Followed certain um, like festivals and so we would have a, a Shabbat Friday night okay. dinner and but we wouldn't like keep the Sabbath where we wouldn't like talk on phones or, or okay. so we were, you know, so we were definitely traditional, but we weren't religious. Okay. Um, and that was kind of how I brought up my child, my children. I married okay. um, an Israeli. Okay. So and he's not religious at all. Oh, um, and my children also went to a Jewish day school. Cool. Um, and we've brought them up traditional as opposed to religious. Yeah. So, so it's so it's um, more,
0: if I get traditional, it's more kind of it's the culture of being Jewish instead of the yes. necessarily the, the religion. And that's an yes. interesting thing that I find with, with Judaism is that it can be either be a culture or religion or both. Where, where with most religions, it, it's not like that. It's a it's a religion. Yeah. So, so so that yes. that's that, that's really interesting. And yes. Did the religious part of, of the culture resonate with you in your, in your young days?
1: So I think it was something that I just was. You know, I didn't really question. I didn't really think that I would ever not be Jewish. Okay. I always thought that I would marry a Jewish person. It was kind of like just the way it was. I didn't okay. really question much. No. You know, I didn't really question much. All my friends were Jewish. So, yeah, so I kind of like that was just the way it was.
0: Okay. Yeah, we we didn't exactly grow up in the era of questioning. No. It was kind of more, uh, it, it is what it is, and children are supposed to be seen not not heard. And, um... Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> and how do you ask yes. that question? Go to your room type of suggestion. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Absolutely. So, so where did the South African meet a Israeli? Uh, in Johannesburg (laughs) Um,
1: I was actually dating his best friend's brother and I met him one time I'd been on a date with the the best friend's brother yeah we got on really well he then asked me on a date and I was like oh my god how can you ask me on a date if I'm supposed to be dating someone else and I went I was going to say how dare you of course I'll go exactly Exactly, exactly. It was exactly (laughs) that.
0: My morals say no, but my heart and my eyes say yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So um, I I met him in Johannesburg. Yeah.
0: And what was he doing in South Africa? Uh,
1: He had come out to work um, for security for LL Airlines and he was working for the Israeli embassy. Um, But when I met him, he was working on the stock exchange.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Rather him than me. Well, I I, (laughs) I did my time there as well. Um, I spent nine nine years working for a financial services company from portfolio management.
1: Yes, he was a portfolio manager.
0: Until I woke up one morning and I thought to myself, are you insane? You hate money. You hate the absence of it. You hate the presence of it. It's always a problem. So for nine years, you've been losing sleep. About other people's money. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and I stopped it. <laughs> I got another yeah. job and I moved on. And I've yeah. never looked back. <laughs> I, I actually went through, through when, when I packed up to move from the one house to this house three weeks ago, I found my bond trading certificate. And I thought, oh my God, I'm a trader. <laughs> Whoever yeah. issued, issued this certificate, you'd be shot. <laughs> I definitely can't can't do that. It's it's amazing. And um, what got you into
1: counseling? Um, So I got into recovery, and I must have been in treatment for about 10 days. I'd been in the treatment center. My husband came to visit me, and I said to him, when I finish this, I want to become a counselor. What, do you, what were you
0: doing before then, if I Nothing. You? I was a housewife. Ooh, liquor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was a housewife. Not a great one, but that's what I was. Um, and I said to him, I want to study to become a counsellor. And he spoke to the counsellors who were doing the family sessions. And he said, oh, my God, now she says she wants to become a counsellor. And they said to him, I don't take her seriously. They all say that. So we all
0: go through that phase at things We all stage, go through yeah. that period, yes. <laughs>
1: And so um, I really knew how the counselors had helped me in, when I was in my really difficult time. And um, and I felt like I wanted to give back. I really wanted to give back. I do feel that counseling is is what I was always meant to be, that I had to go through this journey in order to get to where I am today. Yeah. And it was an incredibly painful journey and and, and and very difficult. But I do believe that this is where I need to be like, this is what I, this is what I need to do. Yeah. yeah I, so, um, and that's why when I say I can I counsel in lots of different areas and lots of different aspects and teaching and private practice and clinic and whatever. So it's all different, but for me, it's all about the, the same thing. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. about teaching, educating and giving of me yeah. back it, to it, everyone else. It, it all links yeah. in,
0: links in quite, quite nicely. Yes. And um and did you did you start off working at treatment centers right from so no, Wait, wait, b- before we get to even. Yes. How, how yes. did you get your, your counseling qualification?
1: Um so I started off. The funny thing is I actually did my first counseling course. I think I was about seven months clean.
0: Oh my word. So you started immediately? Yeah. With, with, addic- with, with addictive abundance, you stormed into <laughs>
1: Exactly, exactly. Okay. So I did that and then I did other courses. Like I did like short little courses. I did a psychodrama counseling course. Then I went to UNISA okay. and I did a counseling diploma at UNISA. Okay. Then I actually went to SACAP. Okay. And I did the course there. And then I have also um just didn't qualified with FDAP in the United Kingdom. Okay. And so I've always done like lots of bits and pieces. Okay. Um, I started working in a treatment center, just running one group a week. And also when I got cleaner, I, I, I worked with eating disorders. So okay. eating disorders had never really been worked with as an addiction when I got clean and and nobody really knew what to do and how to go about working with it. And it was kind of a hit and miss situation. Okay. So... I felt like I wanted to go and work with eating disorders and see yeah. how eating disorders connect to addiction mm. and, and how they're, they're so, you know, they're one in the yeah. and So, I mean, in those days, we're talking in the olden days, <laughs> I used to go to quite a few different clinics um, during the week and run an eating disorder group Okay. with the clients, you know, who had come in for chemical no. addiction and I would work with their process addiction with the an eating mm. disorder. And then slowly, slowly, I started working because I became, I felt quite passionate about it because my primary addiction is my eating disorder. And I felt like it needs to make sense for everyone. So now, which is amazing is that I counseled the treatment center I work at is an eating disorder facility and it specializes in process addictions as opposed to chemical addictions. So I have quite a lot of experience in, in chemical addiction facilities, but this, you know, pros, yeah. you know, with eating disorders is actually where my, my main passion lies.
0: Awesome. Because this morning, knowing that, that I'm, I'm chatting to you, it went through my head. I wonder if eating disorder yourself, so you had, isn't yes. it interesting how, I don't know if, if you agree with me, but invariably when we pick up a process addiction, the process addiction ends up to be the primary.
1: Yes, you know, often we'll get people who come in and later they'll be cocaine addicts. And once we take the coke away, you'll realize (laughs) that they'll say, I used to have an eating disorder, but then once I started using coke, then I was fine. Or the same with heroin or with whatever drugs that long ago I was told I was fat or I was a chubby child or um, I had puppy, puppy fat or, or, you know, and, but once I started using then it disappeared. Mm. So once you take away the substances, suddenly the the process addiction comes up. Yeah. And and the, and often, you know, people will be clean off chemicals for for an extended period of time, but they'll still be struggling with the process addiction. Yeah,
0: yeah that that we see very very often. Eh? Yes, that, and yes. that that the same happened to me as well. When I was clean from drugs and alcohol, my sex addiction mm-hmm. just popped up. Big, yeah, big down. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, I. I being in the fellowships, I knew where to go. Right. So, um, right. so that 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 helped so, so, so much. Yes. yes. So when you came into, into recovery and being Jewish, did the higher power concept connect you to Judaism as a as a religion then? Or, or what happened for you then? No,
1: not at all. Good. So I really I remember reading the 12 steps the first time. And saying, oh, no, this isn't going to work for me because I'm Jewish. Okay. <laughs> like, immediately, and this is not working. This will not work for me, this this program thing. And do religious, like, forget. No. Um,
0: I went through the same.
1: And I really battled because I had no concept of a higher power. Wow. I really didn't, like, you know, it was just, like, part of who I was. I was a, a white Jewish South African. Those were the facts. Yeah. Like, And I had no concept how to adjust or... Or, or marry any of those like they, they were very specific exact characteristics that identified me yeah you know so I really struggled with the concept of a higher power also what I can tell you is that um, a couple of years before I came into recovery my sister had passed away yeah. and and I had become very very angry like very angry and I'd become and, and I felt that if, it, if there was a God who was capable of taking her away at such a young age and devastating yeah. and damaging an entire family like families there was of you course. know we were, then I didn't want to believe in that yes. higher power no, that I wanted sense. nothing to do with that higher power, yeah. and that anger really kept me separate yeah. from my higher power um, and it was only once I really worked on my on my anger could I allow it to to kind of come in and I had no belief in a higher power absolutely none and everyone used to say to me just fake it till you make it fake it till you make it and I was like oh this is going to be fabulous (laughs) yeah then I remember being at a meeting Even it was years ago, 20 something years ago, I was at this meeting. I even remember which meeting it was. It was a Monday night meeting in town in a soup kitchen.
0: Oh, my God. Was that meeting going then already?
1: Not the one that it is at the moment. It it was in another place that that, that it was. It was, I mean, it was a horrific place. (laughs) And I remember somebody saying, um, How come? we've managed to find the rooms or the rooms have managed to find us. What about all the other people who haven't had the luxury that Mm. afforded to them and they've died from addiction or they've lost everything. And I suddenly thought, you know what, that kind of rings a bell with me. That kind of connects. How come I landed up in treatment? There were so many things that this person knew that one and that one knew this one. And then we went there and, And I landed boom into treatment and it worked for me, you know. That that kind of worked. So, how come that was shown to me when so many people had not ever Mm. um, been afforded the luxury? Yeah, and that clicked for me. That clicked, and and I thought, okay, so there's got to be a something, I don't know what it is, and it's got nothing to do with religion, absolutely zero to do with it, it's got nothing, nothing to do with religion. And but there's definitely some kind of higher power. And so that's really the way that I work. For me at the moment, if you had to ask me what, what my higher power is, I I don't know, but I definitely connect to nature. Also. Awesome. Like when yeah. I'm walking on the mountain or when I look out and I just look at oh, how beautiful nature is and how amazing it is you know or we go to the we'll go to the kruger park and see all the animals there and and stuff like that that i think this is impossible that somebody made it you know this wow. is absolutely so there's got to be some kind of power power and that's really if you had to say to me donna what's your power, power? that's the closest i could get yeah. you to describe it i'm you with know? you on that
0: one mother nature because
1: i yeah, I, I don't believe in a religion, and, and I don't believe that this program is a religious program. Absolutely. It cannot be religious, as far as uh, I'm concerned. No. It needs to be a spiritual thing. And Absolutely. that was quite a difficult process for me to come, you know, to understand and work through.
0: Absolutely. yeah, I, I, I went through the same. And um, I was fortunate enough to go to the Kruger in October.
1: Oh, and, amazing. And, and, we, we were actually booked to go, and we didn't go okay. in there
0: know we we were so lucky because a friend of mine owns timeshare just outside kruger and um, we weren't going to go and then she suddenly realized what we can travel and she called and said are, are you up for kruger because we went two years ago as well and i said we are if you said i'm going to see if i can book because she booked and off we went and it was so awesome because this time being there i i i i often i often spoke to natura which i call which is my higher power and I said to you, it, it's so awesome to spend time in your garden again. <laughs> yes. Isn't but that exactly, place? But that's it's exactly such, it. That, 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 that is holy ground. The, the Kruger for me is absolutely <laughs> it is the closest I can get to to, to paradise to just yeah. be there and, and to, to yeah. appreciate all those amazing, amazing creatures mm-hmm. that so I am I am so 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 with you on that one.
1: Yeah. Um, and I do, and I love it. I love going for a walk on the mountain and just being in that nature, like okay. right there, in, and there's so many like little miracles that are happening. So and mm. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ones. Yeah. So, so that for me helps me. That kind of helps me connect.
0: So that connects you perfectly. See, that's yeah. a, that's something I really struggled with for a while. Is I don't like hiking. <laughs> I don't. I I just don't. I don't like being on the beach. Um. And, and I went through a period where I felt really, Freddie, that you are such a fake. You know, how can you call oh. Mother Nature your higher power yeah. if, you, if you don't go out and appreciate everything she has to offer? But then I, I, I realized that we were still in, in our previous house that I made a really beautiful garden. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and I changed my concept from so I can walk through my garden and appreciate how the lawn is growing. I can appreciate the, the fact that a plant has a new green leaf and there's a yes. flower and, and, and yes. all, all, all those type of things. And I decided that I am a, a micro. If there is something like a micro naturalist, I am it. Yes. I have to stand on top of the mountain to appreciate my power. She okay. is in every single little piece of detail. She is in the ladybug yes. that, 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 that sits, on, sits, sits on the tree. Now that having yes. said and, and looking at the the, the, the proteas behind you, I have to tell you this funny story. So, so we had the, the, the corner of house in, in the complex right next to the gate. And I bought a pretty I put it in. So the, the deal with, with, with my higher power was I know nothing about garden, but I'm going to rip out the gross things that that that's there, and yeah. the two of us are going to make it pretty. So I would go to the to the to the um, nursery and not know what to buy and kind of just pick up the label sunny okay the spotty sunny yes okay i'm buying this and then getting to getting to the house okay so where does this go and see where it must go so i planted the prettier and it grew beautifully um and it made its first flower and i was excited as a mother about a child about that prettier flower (laughs) a second bud started so every morning i would go and i would go and have a look how far is this bud yeah. and we were so close to this bud opening and I was sure today this bud's going to be open I'm going to possibly pee in my pants just a little bit from excitement and, um, <laughs> and I got to the prettier and the plant was gone not the flower, the plant <laughs> somebody ripped my whole oh, prettier plant
1: out of No, the plant. no, that is no <laughs>
0: Lost my shit. I couldn't be. No, that's see. devastating. And there's a lady number five in the two of us talk gardens. I went to uh-huh. knock on the door. I said to her, Did you go from morning walk this morning? She said, Yes. I said, Was my pretty there? She said, What do you mean? I said, Did you see the pretea? She said, Yes. Said, what do you mean? Was it there? I said, Well, it's gone. She said, No. So two of us stormed. I said, stole These stole. Somebody stole your pretty. <laughs> no. And then you thought. Yeah. The worst news was apparently you can't really transplant protea. So whoever stole the plant, it, it was going to die. I, yeah. I'm more about it. So
1: we've tried. We've tried planting proteas in our garden, and then they all die.
0: Yeah. No, that one worked. And then yeah. No. Other, some no. Some others. it
1: yeah no, no no we've tried we but I, I really do not have green fingers
0: no I, I i didn't think i had but apparently with my higher power i do in such a way that people in the complex would come and knock at my door and say i want to plant something where do you think i should put it and how to plant and i'm too embarrassed to tell them i, I, I actually have no idea you know this plant this plant is a collaborate collaboration between yeah. me and mother nature <laughs> Yeah. It, was, it was such a weird, such a weird setup. So I completely get your higher power concept. So yeah, as things stand today, you are twenty-two years clean. Yes, which is such a, an amazing, an amazing uh, uh, what do you call it? The feat. Is yeah. that the right word? I don't
1: know. Yes, I don't, anyway, know. I don't know. But,
0: but, but, but whatever what, the word whatever. is, you, you know what I mean. It, it's yes. amazing to, to get there, and you are still actively involved in a program of recovery. Yes. your program of recovery despite yes. having helping other addicts get clean
1: so it's a completely different thing you know one thing is my job and one yeah. thing is my recovery
0: it's very it's important different. to make the distinction huh? Hey?
1: yes <laughs> you know I can't, so, so you know i went through a stage where it was difficult for me to go to meetings because in every single meeting there'd been somebody one of my clients and and i felt like that was a bit you know uncomfortable but I, I had to make a choice if I would go and I'd feel like you know like I didn't want to share because one of my clients was there then I could just listen yeah I could just listen and learn and maybe that's what I needed to do yes. I needed to shut up and just listen to the message that was being yeah. you know that was being passed yeah. on
0: Donna and today is a listening day for you that, that that type of thing absolutely
1: absolutely and that's what I need to do um, there are times that I will go to a meeting and I'll feel absolutely invigorated, you know, and um, times when I come from a meeting and feel irritated and angry because I thought it was crap. <laughs> but, but I have no idea we I don't know what kind of meeting is going to be yeah. every time I log on or every time I go to a meeting. Yeah, I, I mean, I still enjoy going to meetings.
0: Yeah,
1: I um, as well. I'm so grateful I, for that. Yeah, when I used to travel and I was in America, I used to go to meetings, and I loved how different the meetings were in every country. In every place, the meetings are completely different. Yeah,
0: different yet, yet the same because it it, yeah. it, it 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 the same. It's the same steps and the same program. Yeah. So yeah. to 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 end up with where and how? No, no, no. Change that question completely. Is <laughs> So 2020 has been, let, let me be completely honest, a cock year for everybody. So what has it done for you, for, for, for Donna as a person, for your spirituality, for your, for your career, for your family life, for your recovery? So
1: 2020 has been a year that I think nobody could have predicted ever. <laughs> ever. Like, well, that's the it's understatement
0: like, of the bloody weekend like on it, Monday. Like
1: <laughs> a, it's like, are you fucking joking? <laughs> Like that's exactly how it is, you know. Oh, no. So I think what, what it did teach me was that that nothing can be planned, and we every and life is unpredictable. Yeah. It's unpredictable and it's unknown, and we can't we can we've got to go with whatever we are given.
0: Yeah. If you want God believe, to laugh, tell him your plans.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I also believe that we're never given anything that we can't manage. And that we're going through exactly what we meant to. So as long as I have that, even though it's really difficult, there's lots of stuff that's going on that is really, really difficult. I just know that that this is what I need to go through. I can't fight it. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to argue. I'm going to say, I wish Lella, whatever it is, I don't yeah. know. You know, we, we haven't been away. I've worked right through lockdown because I was working at the clinic. And and we're going on this amazing holiday that we've planned in January, mm. and it's to the Garden Route. We're going to Wilderness for two weeks. We're going to oh. add elephant park for a few oh. nights, and then we're going to Sedgefield. And I hear last week that now the Garden Route's become this new hotspot, this absolute place where Corona is rampant. You're
0: right? Yes.
1: And I thought, well, I, I can really get hysterical about it <laughs> now. <laughs> but it's not going to do anything. Yeah. And I know that whatever it is, it is, you know, and we'll deal with it then. Yeah. And But, you know, so there's nothing I can do about it. So mm. I'm not going to stress too much about it. You know, I'm, I'm really not going to stress. So yeah. that's, you know, really the thing. And, um, you know, it's been a, my husband decided to close his business and become a tour guide. Oh, my good! Exactly. Not a good time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, so that's what you know. What's been going yeah. on with with him? But but at the same time, you know, um, he's so much more relaxed and he's so much more um at ease and uh he's not uptight and stressed and which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, my son is a doctor and he really went through a difficult time being at the hospitals with mm. with Corona. I
0: can imagine.
1: But it, you know, we now have a different relationship. My daughter. Who's a lawyer? She actually came home and lived with us for a while during lockdown. Oh, cool. which was Such a beautiful experience. Yeah. it was so wonderful to have her with us. Yeah. So, you know, the, the year has has presented so many different challenges, but we have to just go with them. Yeah. You know there, There's nothing, nothing that I can't predict. I can't change. Nothing. It is what it is. Absolutely.
0: And what I'm hearing you saying is that one thing that 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 Corona gave you. Is connection. Connect you, you, you're connecting with your with your children on a different level than you did before yes. with, with, with your husband because he's actually yes. a human being. You can talk to him again and he's relaxed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And and that that is beautiful. That that's yeah. one thing that I'm very grateful for as well. Is as weird as as this is, we I would have driven through and sat in your lounge or in your study or wherever speaking to you. Right. We make the best of what we have. And I'd rather, I'd rather do do a Zoom chat with you than to not chat with you. Yes. That, yes. That, that's my fear. But um, okay. on that note, I'm going to say thank you so incredibly very much. It was oh, so awesome a, to, to chat with you. so, and so to difficult have you to have, have a chat. I told you there was nothing to be afraid of. I told you so. You <laughs> yeah. didn't want to believe me. You owe me an apology. I didn't.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: You are so forgiven. <laughs> Good. I, Good. I loved this terribly and I'm going to end the recording but I want to have a quick chat with you about something else okay um, thank you again very much and have a beautiful day and week Ciao. thank you
1: and you Freddie thank
0: you this was such fun I really enjoyed getting to know Donna better I hope you enjoyed this episode too I thank Donna for her time and for the most beautiful energy she brought into the field. I hope they managed to get that family holiday in January she is so looking forward to. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor, or on Twitter at at Rinsburg Freddy, or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelled with an I-E at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.